What if I tell you that having a baby could be easy? How can you have your beautiful, positive, unmedicated, and natural birth so that you can step into your conscious motherhood? Hello, my name is Vivi. I am a midwife, a birth coach, and I am a early motherhood coach. And I'm here to show you how birth can be easy. You know why? You're never going to forget that day. And you want it to be the best day of your life. Tune in while we'll dive in on how you can have your positive birth and you can have a positive motherhood. Happy listening. Welcome, welcome, welcome to my beautiful podcast. It's me, Vivi, your holistic midwife. And today I am joined by my beautiful, awesome friends and colleague, Sarah. So Sarah, she is a midwife as well, but she's also a body worker. And today we are going to discuss everything about your body during pregnancy. So first of all, Sarah, let us know a little bit about you. Hi. So as Bibi said, I'm Sarah. I'm a midwife as well. That's how I met Bibi. Um, I have three children. It's really my births that led me to specialize in yoga and bodywork. Uh, my first two births were really difficult despite being extremely what I thought was fit and healthy um, and really uh, at peace with having my baby and not having any fear. I still had a really, really difficult time. Um, it wasn't until I had my third baby that I really had done a lot of study into um, the body and how the body aligns during movement and so on um, that I came to this understanding that, you know, we really need to work on our physical body as well as our emotional body when we're having a baby. Awesome. So let's just dive in into what you've just said. So what you're actually saying is that, uh, um, let's say the goal of most women, I would say 99.9% of women is to have a natural birth, unmedicated and positive birth experience. What we know is that sometimes the trauma from birth actually comes from a, a longer labor or also a longer phase when the woman is actually pushing due to the baby not being in an optimal position. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying is that especially during your, your births, you have realized how um, it's very important, the body alignment. So when you mm -hmm. say body alignment, can you mm -hmm. explain to maybe a person that is just pregnant and she's got no clue what you're talking about? What is yeah. body alignment? So the way that the human body is designed is that for pregnancy and labor and birth, it is actually a, it is a perfect system. The baby, um, has this very clear pathway to come down and be born. All the tissues and so on help to guide the baby. The baby will work with the mother to make movements to be born. But we have, with through the evolution of how we live our lives today, we are really out of alignment with what our physical body was designed to do. So we absolutely weren't designed to be sitting in chairs, sitting in cars. Um, we weren't designed to be... 
um, sitting on toilets are supposed to be squatting, squatting to cook, walking more, um, and all of these things that we have that make ourselves comfortable actually bring us really far from comfort in the long run. Um, so we're not going to be suddenly all squatting to go to the toilet. We're not going to be squatting around campfires cooking our food or we really can't get away from working um, at computers or sitting uh-huh. down. We can, however, look after our physical body in a way that brings all these tissues back into alignment so that when it comes time for your baby to be born, your baby will be guided by your body to be to come down, basically. Yeah, awesome, awesome. So, um, for example, for all the women that they have this type of work, uh, you know, like, for example, a lot of us work from home, we stay a lot on the computer, we stay a lot sitting down, okay? So what piece of advice do you have for them? I mean, the question is, where do they start, really? And when do they start during their pregnancy? Yeah. So the first thing to really look at is your posture and how you're standing when you're standing. And it's actually really, really simple. The Your body will come into alignment if you open the shoulder blades and lift the chest so that the heart is shining up and then you have a slight, very slight tuck of the chin and basically that will bring the spine and the pelvis into alignment underneath you. You don't want to be tucking the tailbone under, Um, particularly during pregnancy. We want to have this slightly forward tilt of the pelvis that's going to allow the uterus to come forward. Um, The time to start working on your physical body during pregnancy is really not before eight weeks. And I actually recommend not really um, doing much except very, very gentle postures or meditation during the first 12 weeks of pregnancy. And that goes right from conception. So as soon as that egg has been released and the egg is then met with the sperm, the the combination of that egg and sperm coming down and then trying to find its place in the uterus and attaching a placenta or what will become the placenta is a really, really delicate process. Uh So any extreme exercise during this time, any yoga postures that twist or backbend, um, and even really um, intense physical exertion is going to send a message to your body that perhaps you don't have the capacity to um, have that energy give over to the baby. So there's an energetic aspect to it in that your body is looking for signals that you can carry a baby so you don't want to overexert. And then there's the physical aspect to it, which is that it's an incredibly delicate operation really for that placenta to attach. And if the uterus is manipulated at all, which it is during intense exercise, twisting or backbending, it could disrupt that implantation and the baby won't be able, the pregnancy won't be viable. 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So basically, uh, it's recommended not to do any of this uh, body work before eight I weeks, correct? Yeah, I wouldn't do anything. Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, so a woman can, because what happens is most women, because they don't know anything about this, mm -hmm. they will actually maybe start mm -hmm. questioning why they're starting to have back pain around maybe I would say 20 25 weeks yeah. so what happened there like what how can we help them at that point yeah. so a big change actually happens at 12 weeks so before 12 weeks you know the uterus is behind like in the pelvic bowl um behind the pubic bone and then it's after 12 weeks that the uterus comes and then then sits on top of the of the pubic bone mm -hmm. and it's this change in the weight that's going to shift all the weight really off the pelvic floor all right so a big shift happens after 12 weeks so before 12 weeks the uterus is still within the pelvic bowl and it's behind the pubic bone after about 12 weeks that uterus is large enough that the weight of it will start to sit onto the pubic bone, which is really great because then we're moving that pressure off the pelvic floor. So if we've got that slight forward tilt to the pelvis and the weight of the uterus is carried over the top of the pubic bone, um, but then you can start to get some lower back pain as the uterus becomes heavier and the baby increases in size and there's more fluid in the placenta. So taking rest is really important. The best way to take rest during pregnancy is actually on your side. Um, if you're feeling pain standing up, it's a cue to either sit down and have cushions behind your back to keep a nice straight spine and maintain that tilt of the pelvis forward, or you simply lay down on your side. Um, and it's also a really good time to start working with the tissues to keep that strength and flexibility there um, to carry the pregnancy. Yeah. So, uh, you know, um, sometimes I get messages from women mm -hmm. being like, my doctor has told me to only sleep on my left side. And this is what a lot of women are doing. So, Tell me, what do you think about it and how can we support uh, better women actually into resting uh, yeah. better? Because uh, yeah. as you know, um, yeah. resting only on one side can actually, yes, <laughs> be very uncomfortable yeah. and make more yeah. damage to the body than anything. Yeah. So um, how can we better support mm -hmm. women to actually yeah. change the way they are sleeping? Um, give us your advice. Okay. so. I think that comes from two things. Mm -hmm. One is trying to encourage the baby to be on the left side, but we'll we can come back to that mm -hmm. a bit later. The second is because of the returning blood flow mm -hmm. um, to the heart. Now, sleeping on your right side, you're still going to have adequate return of that circulation. And it's okay if the baby moves around to the right when you're sleeping, if there is alignment in the tissues, the baby will naturally go to the left side because for most women, that will be the easiest way for the baby to be born. Mm -hmm. and it's only if there's a restriction or a twist to the body that the baby will end up malpositioned. 
yeah, yeah exactly and I mean there's a lot of fear about laying on your back as well mm-hmm. um let's discuss a little bit more about it uh, because yeah. Uh, yeah. um what I feel is that um what we want of course and I will mm-hmm. tell you so many times we want a natural mm-hmm. unmedicated and positive birth okay people think all uh, oh, it just happens during your labor that's not true. No. It will all happen during your pregnancy. Yeah. So when we discuss body work, we discuss yeah. body work, but we need to discuss what is happening actually when you're sleeping mm-hmm. and all the fear that is around you starting from, uh, I can't sleep on my back. I can't sleep on my right side. Mm-hmm. I can only sleep on my left side. Otherwise I will do some something to my baby. Yeah. So this is all emotional fear that yeah. it will be stored yeah in your body so that is why we need to actually start from the beginning that's mm-hmm. why i'm like i can't just prepare you for birth being like oh breathe and this and that no 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 it doesn't work that way if you haven't prepared your body from the minute you're going to bed as well then it can be very difficult for this baby to actually mm-hmm. come out uh, in a smoothly way. So what do you think about sleeping on the back? And what is yeah. all this? Uh, I guess there is a lot of real fear that uh, um, especially health professionals are putting to women. I'm um, telling them that they might actually kill the baby while they're sleeping if they actually end up sleeping on their on their black on their back. Yeah, I mean, it extends out even into... I've um, heard that in the pregnancy yoga realm that you can't do any postures at all on your back. And, I mean, you'd be holding it for less than a minute. It's really so fear-based to say that you can never, ever be on your back. Um, What the concern is from where this idea has come from, and I don't believe it's correct at all, is that you have the returning blood flow coming up, the the coming up to the heart. And if you are laying on your back, the weight of the baby and the uterus and the fluid is going to compress that vein and the oxygen is going to be diminished to your baby. Some women will feel really unwell when they lie on their back and if you feel unwell when you're lying on your back that's a cue that your body is telling you that that's not the right position for you to be in Mm -hmm. if you feel fine lying on your back especially for short periods of time there are really really beneficial postures that will actually help increase that energy flow to baby help with lymphatic drainage it's it's really um, quite ridiculous to suggest that the majority of veins don't have the capacity to return that circulation uh, because if the vein is healthy, it's going to be flexible but also strong. Yeah. It's not going to be compressed and completely cut off. Yeah, exactly. So I guess the bottom line here is uh, that you can lay on your back for shorter period of time um if you're not feeling comfortable your body will tell you anyway uh but returning back to the body work so if a woman because i feel like a lot of time during the pregnancy you feel like you just want to lay on your back yeah open your leg lay on your back with your belly at the top okay and that's how you feel but for some reason then 
you feel like you don't want to do it because you're scared that you're actually yeah. going to cause some damage to your baby. Yeah. So I guess uh, my question here is if we were to give like a couple of posh, a, a couple of uh, uh, position that mm-hmm. women could actually utilize while they're laying on the back mm-hmm. uh, exercises, uh, what can we give to these women? My, um, my favorite posture lying on your back and it's really um, really beneficial for everybody is to lay on the floor but with your feet up onto a couch or a chair and the knees bent this position it puts the psoas muscle which is the muscle that connects from the spine and then it wraps in front of the pelvis and then down onto the inner thigh this is a muscle that's hugely connected with the fight or flight reflex because it picks your legs up to run. So anytime you feel stress and your body doesn't know if it's an emotional or a physical stress or, a, you know, a lion chasing you, what happens is you feel this stress, there's the release of stress hormones and that psoas muscle is going to contract. Now, the body doesn't know that you're feeling stressed because you just got an email But what happens is over time we have that continuous contraction of the psoas muscle and it shortens and it makes it really hard for the baby to change positions because it's almost like a seatbelt wrapping right in front of them. When you're lying on your back with your feet up onto a couch, your psoas is going to be at complete rest. So We often do lunges to stretch the psoas, but that's also a load that we're placing on it. So coming into complete rest, you place your hands on your baby and you actually talk to the tissues of your body and actively try to relax. You can even say it out loud to your psoas. You can say it in your head, whatever you like to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And uh, coming to this uh, posture, mm-hmm. can this be substituted by all four or is all four still giving a lot of tensions to actually that yeah. psoas? Yeah, it's, it's not going to give the rest that's required mm-hmm. because when you're on all fours, you're still activating other muscles mm-hmm. as well. And so there'll be... Um, there'll be something active happening. Whereas Mm -hmm. when you're lying down, it's a completely passive rest. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And uh, is there any other posture that they can maybe try while they're just laying on their back? Um, While you're just lying on your back, you can also do legs up the wall. Um, You can do that with the bottom elevated onto a bolster or flat you're just going to have to play around with what feels comfortable Mm -hmm. and with these postures we actually want to only be working into a comfortable area so as soon as we start to find something incredibly um or this starts to shift into discomfort Mm -hmm. then we're not going to get the benefit we want to have it really at that edge of that comfort zone and breathe there and then you may be able to take it further as the body unwinds and relaxes, but we don't want to fight against some sort of discomfort. Yeah, yeah. yeah so the legs up the wall on the bolster or not um, on the bolster can be really nice um, actually as the pregnancy progresses because you have that weight Generally, you have so much weight mm. from the baby pressing down onto the pelvis. 
when you have the bottom elevated on a bolster and the shoulders are down onto the ground, the weight of the baby will actually shift off the pelvis. And yeah. It's really nice kind of. Yeah, yeah, that is perfect. That's so good. So um, if someone is listening to us and she doesn't really know a lot what you're mm-hmm. talking about, yeah. but she wants to start doing actually some of these uh, small exercise, what would you recommend, recommend to this person after yeah. how many weeks how many times per day um, or per week? Mm-hmm. And if she has to stop doing this when she's uh, towards the um, you know, end of the pregnancy? Mm-hmm. So I usually recommend, yeah, starting after the 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. And I like to do a very simple um, yoga practice. Um, it's simple, but it's also really specific. So in order to safeguard that alignment of the pelvis, we actually don't want to be, as I said earlier, um, or to to keep the alignment, we don't want to be doing any postures where our hips are going to be going in different positions. So even though there's lots of yoga postures that are safe during pregnancy, there's lots of yoga postures that just aren't beneficial. So it's actually really not beneficial to do warrior one or warrior two because your hips are pulling in different directions. And under the influence of the hormones of pregnancy, it's really easy to just disrupt that those muscles and ligaments and it's going to create a torsion or a twist in either the uterus or the pelvis. The other thing to consider is that, as I said before, it's really not safe to backbend and it's not safe to twist. Mm-hmm. This is not so much about the baby. It's all about the pel- um, the placenta. Oh, okay. So that, Tell us more about it. Yeah, so the attachment of the placenta to um, the uterine wall is going to be – it's you actually, for most women, aren't going to know exactly where your placenta is, especially Uh in the early part of pregnancy before you've had scans, if you're going to have scans. Some women don't have scans, so they don't know where the placenta is. Um, The placenta attachment might be really strong. In other women, it might not be so strong. And any kind of twisting or backbending is actually going to manipulate the uterus. So it's going to stretch the uterus or twist the uterus and it can disrupt how that placenta is attached to the wall and it could it could shear off or pull off in some area. Uh-huh. Mm. So it's, that's just not safe at all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, when we're talking more about body work, the way mm. you do body work is mm. with, because uh, body work, uh, I just want to yeah. like do a little disclaimer that yeah. body work can be a lot of different yeah. things. Uh, for example, during my all my pregnancy, I had body work with a chiropractor. Mm-hmm. So I started every week and I was just going and, And she would just work on my body, which means that for me, when I was going home, I didn't have to do any kind of like I was still exercising, but I wasn't doing anything intentional um, as per se. Uh, But also the other way you can do body work, which is the way you're actually doing it, is through yoga. Correct. Um, So is it called different? um, A variety of different Mm -hmm. things that I, I bring in together. So I do the yoga. So I basically in choose my yoga postures Mm -hmm. based on um, the knowledge or wisdom of body work and keeping that alignment of 
the pelvis and so on. Um, so the type of body work I do is I do some work with a rebozo. Mm. So that's a traditional woven cloth um, used by Mexican birth workers called patiras. Um, so we do fascia releases um, and muscle releases a lot with um, the rebozo and it usually involves quite a bit of um, jiggling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I also do hands-on um fascia release oh um, sometimes that's just really um using like a felt my felt sense and mm-hmm. working very lightly only into the fascia in a slow and methodical way and other times it's a, a jiggling yeah um so when you say fascia release if you can just explain to yeah, our women yes they're like whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, we lost you there okay wait wait okay. <laughs> so the fascia you can think of it as just under the skin level is almost like a webbing that is um completely encases the body the fascia is i don't know maybe you can use part of the video for this but it's it's so so it's only just there so we don't need to push hard to get into fascia like that's so it's kind of superficial it's It's not uh, it's just underneath not deep yeah the fascia holds so much fluid so fascia holds about 15 liters of fluid so if you are dehydrated then the first place your your body will start to feel it is in the fascia and that fascia is going to become constricted or tight and mm-hmm. you won't be able to get the movement in your muscles and ligaments and so on. Um, the other thing about fascia is that it's all connected. So work that's done, you know, on one part of the body translates through the whole body. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so that, during pregnancy if the fascia is tight you know when you know as a midwife and you go to do an abdominal palpation where the baby is lying and in some women it's just really hard to get down to the baby and you can't actually feel Feel. yeah it's often because that fascia is so tight that it's yes. like a hard web that you can't break. Yes. Through. When the fascia is soft, the skin just feels like feels like jelly. Yeah. 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 So a lot of what I'm doing is releasing that fascia, particularly <clears throat> around the hips and the buttocks, and then that translates all the way up through the abdomen and it gives that baby more space to move. Yeah, yeah. And does that uh, kind of relate to also having a diastasis during your pregnancy that carries Mm -hmm. on in the postpartum? It really could because the other thing that's really implicated is actually the diaphragm. Mm -hmm. So the diaphragm needs to be soft and flexible so that that baby has the ability to move up into the abdominal space. Yeah. And if the diaphragm is rigid and tight, and it's often that way because we don't breathe properly. Yes. (laughs) So if the diaphragm is rigid and tight and also you have really, really tight abdominal muscles Mm -hmm really tight fascia there's only two places for the baby to go and it's going to push out through the uh, 
abdominal muscles and that's how you're going to get the diastasis mm. or potentially it's going to put more pressure down onto the pelvic floor and you can prolapse yeah that's mm. so true that's so true so it feels like there are a lot of uh, different component mm. and different part I guess yeah. that uh, especially when you are pregnant you just need to be a little bit yeah. more mindful of uh, but I guess like for a woman that is maybe at the first baby and uh, maybe around 20 25 weeks starting to have that back pain yeah. so would you recommend to this woman maybe to search if there is anything anybody in the area that actually mm-hmm. does body yeah. work yeah. or because I know that of course for the type of work that you do yeah you really need to know what you're doing. So yeah. um, how can a woman know that she's uh, searching for the right thing, I would say? You you probably want to look to someone who has a specialisation in pregnancy and understanding the pregnant body because there's just so many changes that happen, even if you're a um, chiropractor or mm-hmm. um, you're a different type of body worker, it may be that you're not... Um, understanding the changes that have happened to the body and the way the tissues, because the tissues respond so differently during pregnancy as well. Um, and there are the safety concerns too. Um, so you want to look at someone who has a specialization in pregnancy. Um, and then, you know, people feel differently aligned to different types of body work as well. So, you know, you said you had chiropractic, mm-hmm. I had chiropractic too, and I did yoga. Um, I now see an orthobionomy practitioner, um, which is a branch of osteopathy. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, and that's some of the stuff that I've had training in with my body work. Mm-hmm. Um, and that these are very gentle hands-on techniques yeah. that actually cue the body, gives the body space to release yeah. and cues the body to use the intelligence of the body to realign itself yeah. back into the correct position. Yeah. Um, so that's all done very gently with the hands. Um, that's part of the stuff I do, working with pelvic alignment, placing my hands um, in different in different parts of the body, sometimes um, at the front on the uterus and at the sacrum at the same time, mm-hmm. um, working with the psoas, working with other muscles down the back and things. Yeah. Um, and then I also do the um, the more birth orientated branch of body work that encompasses um, the ligament releases and so on that you'll see with the spinning babies or yeah, and I guess uh, yeah, positioning. Everybody seems to have heard of spinning babies. Yes, I know, and I think like that's what the part that kind of interests more people. And it's like, okay, why do we do this? Well, the reason why we do this is because we want your baby to be in an optimal mm-hmm. position during your labor. So it's just gonna fly out <laughs> that's yeah. how I describe labor yeah. fly out that's of you pretty happened. much that's what happened with my third baby <laughs> exactly exactly that's just gonna off the baby yeah. yeah definitely yeah you know so um I think there's a lot of misunderstanding with the spinning baby stuff especially mm. with the inversion right so lots of people think like the inversion that when you know when you're basically doing a modified headstand um which is completely safe um people think that's about breech babies and using gravity. yeah a lot of people think about yeah. that actually that yeah. it's just about uh, yeah. not having a breech baby yeah. and full disclaimer 
you can absolutely birth your bridge baby naturally, okay? (laughs) So it's actually not about that at all. You know, with the inversion, what we're doing is using the weight of the uterus to get some um, a, a gentle pulling on those uterine, like the ligaments that hold the uterus in place and over the cervix and so on. And as they're stretched out by the weight of the baby, if there's any kind of twist to them, they will untwist. And then as you come back up, the uterus can settle back down straight over the pelvis. So it's not about using gravity to... So if you want to explain a little bit the position, because maybe someone has never really heard about it uh not just the position they want for the spinning babies yeah Yeah, so the way that most people do it is on a couch so you come onto your knees um right onto the edge of the couch and then bring your hands down onto the floor then your elbows down onto the floor and then you bring drop the head right down so your bottom's right up in the air and then you've got a really sharp um incline down to the floor um best to do it with somebody for the first few times because <laughs> it can feel a little bit scary weird hey yeah yeah um and you know there's lots of yogic benefits to inversions which mm-hmm. is why we do the headstand at the end of practice mm-hmm. um but that's a whole different different kind of reasoning um but you can get the same yogic benefits doing the inversion if you place that crown of the head onto the floor So after doing the inversion, what's happening is that we're just trying to line up the um, uterus over the top of the pelvis really nice and straight. And then the baby's going to find, it's about giving the baby the space to find Mm. the best position for your anatomy. So everybody will have a slightly different shaped pelvis. Um, I know they say that the pelvis is widest front to back at the inlet and side to side on the way out but that's not actually true for every woman okay. <laughs> we wish it was I we were like little was. robots yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's not true for every woman and so some women will have a pelvis that suits a breech baby and so doing mm-hmm. doing the inversion is just going to give the baby the ability to have everything aligned and still your baby might be breached for some reason. Mm. Um, and that's okay because you have to understand the intelligence of the baby and the intelligence of the body. Um, just recently, another midwife colleague of ours was doing, I was looking after her during her pregnancy with oh. yoga and body work. Yeah. And she was working really hard. She was so diligent with all her practices. and um, And then at about, 32 weeks her baby turned breech yeah and she was just like what I've worked (laughs) so hard to have you know yeah to try and get my baby in a good position and get ready for birth and anyway I just had this instant feeling like well maybe your baby needs to be breech um and then at 35 weeks, her obstetrician tried to turn her baby. Oh. And she said it was the easiest turn of yeah. a baby she's ever witnessed as a midwife. The baby just went head down straight away. Yeah. But because they're monitoring baby's heart rate while they do that, the baby really didn't cope yeah. and became really unwell. Mm. Um, 
and their heart rate showed a lot of distress and they actually mm. had to turn the baby back. Back, breach. breach. And yeah. then when the baby was breached, the heart rate and the baby was yeah. So, you know, sometimes babies are breached for a reason. For a reason. And this show us yeah. a lot how... Yeah. Our body is got uh, is so clever, and yeah. the baby also is so clever. So there is a fine line between working with yeah. your body and yeah. trying to be God. <laughs> so here, what we're doing yeah. is we are just teaching you how to work with yeah. your body, yeah. how to get in connection with your body, and understand mm -hmm. that your body is just going to do everything the right way yeah. as long as you yeah. give him yeah. the right uh, the right food you know mm -hmm. as long as you feed him in the right way yeah. as long as you treat him in the right way so this show us how it's important to work with your body mm -hmm. and if your body decides that your baby mm -hmm. has to be bridge or has to be posterior is a new you know yeah. fear now of a posterior right. baby I'm, so I'm not as a as a yoga teacher and a body worker, I am not trying to bring your baby into the left occiput, post, exactly. uh, left occiput anterior position. Exactly. Right? So that just means that the baby's got their back of their head um, to the front left side of your pelvis. That might be the most optimal position. According for, to the books. According to the books and for <laughs> lots of women, but it actually might not be the best position for you, mm. baby. Mm. So if we've worked with your body and you're, you're practicing self-care of your physical and your emotional body, well, then the baby and you are going to work together to find the most optimal position for your baby to be born. And that might be breech and it might be posterior and it might be on the right. Exactly. So we don't want to disturb a baby mm -hmm. yeah. that is put in yeah. a certain position. That's yeah. why for me personally, I am not the biggest fan of external, um, you know, manual yeah, yeah, version no. because uh, it's I... A, it's a force it's a force and we're not <laughs> we're not using force because we're trying to allow the baby to be safely where the baby needs to be yeah and manipulating a baby is not acknowledging that the baby's there for a reason exactly and that unfortunately can also be dangerous yeah. so we are doing something different which we are intuitively getting you your body and your baby to be in the optimal position and when I say optimal position of course I'm not saying your baby needs to be on the left I'm just saying optimal position for you mm. for your baby and for your birth you know and it's the same with this um recent almost obsession with positions to adopt during labor and, blah, blah, blah. and it's like, that's a new trend um, <laughs> you can tell she's my friend hey <laughs> i mean one we really i really would not want any woman trying to troubleshoot the best position at this stage of labor um for this reason or somebody told me that i need to put my knees together and my feet out and somebody told me to squat and then sarah said don't squat and then this person said you know it's about working also intuitively mm. with where the woman wants to take her body and when she's 
connected to her body she will know how to do that and it's only in very rare circumstances that someone who's been able to do a really thorough assessment of the baby's position and where they are in the pelvis and what the contractions are like and so on might be able to suggest a change um, but there's certainly no formula to it um, the only thing I like about it is that it's given healthcare providers um, awareness awareness <laughs> finally of functional anatomy and so it's like you know um have you I remember being at birth and the, the woman will naturally adopt this position of drawing her knees together at a certain point of the labor and everybody's and like open your, leg, open your legs open your legs and make space for your baby and that's that's a misunderstanding yeah. of what the pelvis does under movement yeah and so great if health health professionals can finally understand that yeah. the woman actually knows what she's doing yeah totally so trying to change yeah <laughs> yeah so that's exactly right yeah. so as Sarah said uh you would know exactly what to do during your labor and your birth because intuitively you'll just put yourself in the right position okay the work that we're doing here is just to work with your body so that when you actually put yourself in the right position your body is not working against your utero contracting and your baby descending okay so we actually want your body to go with all the things that they're actually happening during your labor and birth so this is where the work comes and this is why I believe it's very important to work on your self mindset emotional and physical yeah. during your uh, pregnancy and yeah. that's why body work comes um, into yeah. place and I think um, you know as you said it's also about the emotional body mm. as well and I mean I think at a very reductive level you understand that that our thoughts and feelings affect our tissues as well. So, yeah. you know, it, it works both way. When we are in a state of peace emotionally and mentally, then mm -hmm. our body is soft and relaxed mm -hmm. and we're able to work with our body. Um, if we have that fear and the release of all the hormones associated with that, we're just going to have constriction mm -hmm. of various tissues and the baby's, going to be pulled up by that but also energetically there's the message that yes this is scary yeah it's, un it's unsafe yeah exactly and I yeah. think like I want to kind of conclude you know this beautiful chat with you Sarah yeah. by being like although in an ideal world we will just all want mm -hmm. all want to be ready for labor and birth the reality is that we all need to work with what we have right now. As women, we don't work anymore in the farm. We don't do that, okay? Most of us... Well, most <laughs> of us aren't milking our goats. No, <laughs> exactly. We are not squatting. We are not doing all that, okay? So most of us have a pretty, a pretty life, you know, and we sit in front of the computer we sit in front of netflix we sit in the car we even drive two hours to go to a nice beach we do all these things that unfortunately can actually get get against us if we don't work with our body during our pregnancy so my recommendation to 
every woman in 2023, 2024 is to just work with your body for this reason. Because although I would like you, I would like to tell you, you know what? Everybody can have a baby. You're just going to be fine. Yes, it's true. But I can tell you that from what I am saying as a midwife, of course, I understand that there is a lot more to it. And that as your emotion, especially during your pregnancy, they are stored in your body. If we don't work with it during your pregnancy, then it's all going to turn against you during your labor and birth. And that's not what we want. Mm -hmm. So um, wrapping up, I'll ask mm -hmm. you a question in a minute, but wrapping <laughs> up, um, I believe that if you want a normal, unmedicated and positive birth, um, you really need to work with your body during your uh, pregnancy. You have to trust the body and you need to understand that because of the life we are living, not just the last year, I'm talking about the last 20, 25 years, the, the life you have lived, your body, when it comes to then labor and birth, it might um, show you sign of some resistance that we could have worked with it during your pregnancy. So bottom line, start working with your body during your pregnancy. And um, I think Sarah wants to really add something to the end of this podcast because uh, I I really want to say thank you because mm -hmm. all the things that you've said, they all make sense. Mm -hmm. And I think for a woman that she's at the first baby and these are the things that they, they don't talk about this mm. at the hospital or most midwives or health professionals. They've got no clue of what we are talking, you know. It's like, yeah. what what you guys are talking about? But it's like so obvious, you know. But yeah. although it's so obvious, a lot of people have no clue. So mm. we just need to talk a little, bit, a little bit more about it and mm. just make sure that rather than doing just one-to-one -one work, we try and do a little bit one-to-many. So maybe do more podcasts, do more videos so that the information actually gets out there because otherwise it kind of just stays here and people just don't, don't know. Yeah. So all for you. How do you wanna? How do you wanna? How do you wanna finish this podcast? What would you wanna say to all the women out there? And I'm sure there will be lots of health professionals as well that they will be listening to this. So, what would you like to say? Gosh, um, I just wanna say that you know everybody really is doing the best that they have with what they have in that moment. Um, when I went to have my first baby, I was a student midwife um, and I really didn't understand um, what happened after my first baby. I don't understand why my body wouldn't allow my baby to come down and be born. Um, I had all kinds of hurtful things said to me um, about mindset and emotion and fear and things like that. And it actually really wasn't like that at all. Um, and I knew that, um, but it's still hurtful to have people say things like, you can't get out of your head. Um, that's why you didn't go into labor properly, or that's why your baby wouldn't come down and be born. Um, and then, you know, to have a pretty close repeat of that first experience the second time around, I was really scared to ever have a baby again. I didn't want to birth again, but I wanted a baby. Um, but there's a different way. And that's how I came to being able to 
work with my physical body and my emotional body and understand myself and um it's a way to connect to your baby and be so closely aligned to your baby and their needs um with my third baby I felt like I finally got it right (laughs) not just I don't mean the birth I felt like I really took the time to prioritize my relationship with my baby while Mm -hmm. she was in utero um and that connection was just so amazing and it's really changed um, my experience of being a mother and it's changed it for how I am with my other children as well. and it carried on isn't it yeah, <laughs> you yeah, can and, tell yeah and now you know I feel like all these things happen because I've got and I've got something to offer out mm-hmm. and so yeah mm-hmm. so it all come down to that yeah. because the reality is that the day of your birth you will never ever ever forget and it will <laughs> And it's going to initiate you into motherhood. And that's about it, like for the rest of your life. So however you will be with your kids for the next 67 or 80 years, it all comes down to your birth. And that's why we are so passionate about getting you ready for birth. Also, I wasn't making fun of people who milk goats because that's what I do. She's got goats. <laughs> love it. Love it. So I think that's about it for today. I'm really happy about this little chat. So I want to say thank you for coming on. And um, last piece of advice for all our women. Mm. Um, just sit with yourself and your baby. Yeah. Put your hands on your baby and sit with your baby and think about them. Yes. Beautiful thank you again and we'll see you on the next episode thanks baby bye ciao hey my friend thank you so much for listening again i think we are in for something really special in this podcast let's start this new movement hey buckle up There's a lot of new things and awesome things that you're going to hear from me. And as you know, just do me a favor, please. Just take a screenshot, put it in your stories and tag me. I promise I will definitely reshare you. Thank you for listening and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.